according to the Dictionary of Oxford Languages, the definition of Addiction is the fact or condition of being heavily dependent or to have a craving to a particular substance, thing, or activity. I'm Asher Conlon. I'm Joshua Schmitz. And this is the Schmitz Gun Show. All right, season two, episode four, and we're back for more. That rhymes. <laughs> or you're back episode for more. Episode four, and we are back for more. Welcome back to the SchmitzCon show, That's as right. you've already heard. Good morning, Joshua. Good morning, Asher. It's seven o'clock right now, so it is morning. Yeah. <sighs> I think yeah. we tend to create these podcasts, what, usually between... 1 p.m. at the earliest and very early 8 p.m. at the latest. Yeah, kind of. I think time? we usually end up. Well, there have been a, multiple times where we'd have to stop to take a dinner break because my family is eating and we can't just not show up to dinner. We could, so, but then there's no dinner. But then there's no dinner. <laughs> exactly. So we've taken multiple dinner breaks over the um, past episodes, as you know. Um, we do a lot directly after dinner, though. That's right, yeah. So it's just it's... we try and make it one big chunk. Otherwise, it kind of gets a little choppy, and it's very fun right. in the editing process. Right, but there have been times where I've been incredibly amazed with how smooth the editing was. Did you know, audience, that we have SchmitzCon Show stickers now? We do. We have merch. It's not available, so it's not merch. Well... Is it available? The higher the offer, the more available it becomes. <laughs> if you want to send us your offer, things. if you send us your offer, there are offers for almost everything in the world, and we decide that it's a worthy offer. Stuff that is not for sale quickly becomes for sale mm. if the offer is right. Right, right. So, so speaking, that's of, if you want some SchmitzCon show stickers. If you want a sticker, limit is one, and you have to offer it enough money. So it's bargain. <laughs> it's like you bargain. have to you have to fight for your merch. That you yep, can that's that's how we sh- that's yeah. how we so do merch here. Anyway, not speaking of bartering, not we're on addiction. Ooh, kind of a heavier seeming topic. Would you agree? Uh, it's very similar. I think. Well, it has its similarities to our previous episode of obsession. That was pretty good. It's pretty hard to do. I've never. I haven't sat down and taken the time to figure out how to do that. Or ever try like I could try it now. Just obsession. 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 I feel like my B's have too much of a V to it. Obsession. Your change in your tone should be very um harsh. So you're not going obsession. It should be more obsession. 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 Well, we don't want to obsess over obsessing over the word of obsession. Oh, we want to get addicted. Yes. Should you be addicted to the SchmitzCon show? Yes, you should. That's the question of the day, guys. I will put that in the comments. Is that the uh, icebreaker? It's not the icebreaker, but it's our audience question. So if you want to let us know, are you addicted to the SchmitzCon show? After listening to this episode, should you be addicted to that SchmitzCon show? I'm or maybe outline. you're not addicted, you're just obsessed. Or maybe you should maybe be addicted. You just have uh what was the third option? Fixation. 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 
<laughs> imagine there's if somebody had a fixation on the Schmitzcon show. Imagine that's somebody thinking about you often. Well, I know that we do have a fairly like consistent base of people who listen, we do. and then outsiders who haven't heard before. And sometimes that's just like a stop, stop one time for the fun, then move on, mm-hmm. which is totally fine. Listen at your own, yeah. At your will. That's our sleep episode. Everyone is just there for the sleep episode and then move on. Well, I mean, we get attention for that. True. So we appreciate all of our listeners out there True. who are uh, consistent addicted listeners. So thank you. Yes. And without further ado, would you like to ask the first question? I would not. All right. I was. I almost said, would you like to ask the second question? <laughs> <laughs> So, my first question in regards to addiction is what makes addiction so easy to fall into but difficult to climb out of? Probably a typical question. That was the first thing that came to my mind when we talking about addiction. So, I wrote it down. Usually, whatever you're addicted to feels good. And it. I would say, I think we discussed in, obs- in our obsession episode that uh, it starts to become more ingrained in you and it starts to affect you and you developed a dependency on it right and uh, a lot of it probably comes from maybe hormones or like stuff in you that's released in your brain i forget what they're what they're called but like just drugs in your brain like yeah. oxytocin and dopamine mm-hmm. now the this thing that you're addicted to is it's easily it gets in you because you get that rush so yeah. um if we talk about addiction uh Let's say typically we always hear about being addicted to drugs. So if you take heroin, right, you're going to get this pleasure center of your brain going and you're, yeah, you get hooked on this, this drug mm-hmm. because it causes a reaction in you that you can't experience without it and you enjoy it. It's like, it's like it affects you to the point where your brain becomes almost dependent on it. It's a right. constant craving. And when you experience it for the first time, you it probably hits you the hardest because you have no tolerance to it. Right. And that's why it's so hard to climb out because you've experienced this thing and then you keep going, you keep going and it takes a little more to get right. that feeling you want. And, and it, it's not that it never happens that eventually. It's just that you have to do so much of it for it to actually to get that same, get that same effect. So then if you want to climb out of that addiction, you're you're asking yourself to go cold turkey. Right. It's it's very, uh, you develop just this dependency on something. Mm. You've made it part of your uh, functioning to b- use this. Right. So addiction, you're it's going to be so hard to climb out of when you've become so dependent on it. And I think that's just why it's so hard is because you've made it part of your routine. Additions to the addictions. No, so that was very well said. And something you mentioned at one point is that the addiction becoming more ingrained, but then we see as that happens, it becomes less impactful. And I kind of wanted to expand on that. And then you went ahead and talked right through it. So it kind of works in the way that you are used to it and you are, what was the word you keep using? Dependent on it. Dependent. Where it it seems much more, it almost seems, ah, if you try to get out of it cold turkey, it's, well, 
cold turkey. It's night and day difference. Take away your dependent, your right. dependency on this thing. Right. You're trying to live independent of a thing you've been so addicted to. <laughs> that's like a board leaning on a wall, and then you take out the board. It's I'll take out the wall. It's like now, how's the board gonna stay up there? Like if the dependency is the wall, and then you just take away the wall. The board's at an angle. It's going to fall, right? We can get into more about how like addiction can be addressed or kind of the science behind it in this episode. <laughs> but if you ask yourself this question um, about why it's so hard to climb out of, we've talked about that, but uh, what's the first part of your question? The first part is what makes addiction so easy to fall into? Yes, yeah, so how would you answer that? I would answer that. The world makes it look attractive so they're ev- everywhere you go now you see weed shops it's like oh maybe i could try it. it's just so easy to get your hands on access, something yeah access access to really any any major addiction so oh and the world talks about it so highly let's let's try it out and it does you feel that blissfulness and that pleasure um as i've heard when it comes to drugs um there's just something so exciting about it almost like the same idea with one that i can relate to more is being on screens like the first time you turn on that brand new 70 inch tv it feels exciting you're i suppose stimulated you're excited about it and it's It's dopamine it's yeah absolutely it's just so attractive and um, and it's easy to fall into watching watching that TV over and over and over again. And then before you know it, it's like, wait, we have a big TV? You don't realize how big the TV is. You just kind of take it for granted. There's an, and then, but there's what happens when you take that TV away? Everything looks so small. The other TVs are terrible. They're terrible, yeah. Even if you have a 55-inch, which two years ago would have been great. Right. Now it's like you go over to your friend's house. Well, well, they got this curved screen and they got this giant whatever. And it's like they, you know, they pay for the 4K Netflix version where it shows up extremely crisp and clear and nice. And it's almost becomes a coveting thing. I think it, uh, well, we are in a society now that is innovating so often it has so many new things to come out with and uh, that the next thing always looks better. Every, the marketing has, I feel like, has gotten pretty well for the most part. Yeah. So now it's harder to get bigger than a 70-inch TV in, in terms of living space. But what happens when you make that 70-inch affordable for everyone? What happens when you add, like, like we talk about the next innovation, right? Uh-huh. A uh, let's say projection style, okay, uh, like hologram, right? Sort of, sort of thing. Yeah. So it's just constantly new stuff. So you become so you're already into the screens. That's part one. Yeah. And now you're into the development of them. So if you were ever to be without it, you feel like you're missing some feature. So you're becoming very dependent on it. I do think there's a difference between dependence and addiction. 
but would you agree that marketing has gotten marketing pretty good and that's a big gotten factor? Pretty dang good. Yeah, that is a that is a factor. So, would you elaborate would, on that you, like innovation? It's why it's the innovation of marketing is probably why it's kind of like loops back to what I was talking about. Why it's so easy to fall into an addiction. It's like, oh, we're gonna market this. We're gonna make it flashy and better better better, right like better this is now the best way to smoke your weed oh i want to try that no you need you need a lot though because you're already so whatever so like you it just keeps on growing almost well it's just you need more it's because you develop a tolerance that's the word if we can use that more experience with screens you develop a tolerance to screens to the point where like you want to experience things in a new way whether that be higher resolution higher frame rate better sound faster speed bigger sound right look at um, at what point is there a ceiling mm. like we don't have to talk specifically about tvs or screens but it works pretty well for us it does work pretty uh, well for us. my uh, experience with drug addiction is pretty limited (laughs) i mean the what have i been addicted to sugar that's like the best that's maybe caffeine okay i've tried some stuff before like i like i've tried like vaping and i've never done a cigarette or a cigar but vaping and alcohol is what i've tried and but you've never been addicted no i've never been addicted so we can't talk much on drug addiction i can speak to the just because i don't have that experience doesn't mean i can't talk about it i can talk about it from a different perspective and how I've seen people be affected by right. it. So I think that's a part of our next our next episode actually is speaking <laughs> about things that we might necessarily not necessarily partake in. <laughs> a little foreshadowing. We both know what it is, but we do. I it'll be a spicy episode. <laughs> it will be incredible. We might get another sleep amount of views. Anyway, right now Who we're knows? we're talking about addiction. I hope our episode will addict some people. Maybe not. Is it possible to be addicted to the SchmitzCon show? It's almost like there's not enough content to be addicted to it. We need to produce more. <laughs> All right. So, what, so, what were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about how I should ask the next question. All right. You should ask the next question. So this is a bit of a reflection. Uh, let's go over uh, a little bit more differences between key differences between addiction and obsession. All right, key differences. Obsession, I remember there being three tiers. The tiers were fixation, obsession, and then addiction. So obsession is, or fixation, you just kind of, it's very minor obsession, where then obsession, obsession is... It's like an appeal letter. Right, and you just kind of, you gain interest for something and that interest you inflate it so much in your mind and it's like we talked about a temporary obsession of updating a computer where i need to know is it done yet no it's not like i keep checking it i can't look the other way without glancing at the computer where or then we talked about more like long term obsessions i suppose maybe somebody could be we talked about obsessed with basketball and that's kind of like you're just that's what you think about that's what you practice so there are times when obsessions can be healthy obsessions can be negative 
Um, but then when it comes to addiction, we're looking at something that's almost holding you back, something that, like, again, it's almost like a dependence on, you form a dependence right. around it. That's where I think the key is, where is de- level of dependency on those tears. Obsession, if you take it away, huh, maybe you'll be a little sad, but addiction, if you, wait, obsession, if you take away the thing you're obsessing over, you might be a little sad, but if you take away the thing you're addicted to, that... It will have a profound impact. Right, right, exactly. That's where the difference lies. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I think it just depends on dependency. So there's different levels of appeal where fixation is just a... It's easiest to say fixation, but I'm trying to come up with different words. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Just a light... It's not really that you're dependent. It's just that you take more interest than of the average thing or activity. And then when it comes to obsession, then you come up with lots of interest. Are you typing what I'm saying? <laughs> what? No, I'm actually typing something completely different. Okay. But so I'll start typing what you're saying. <laughs> obsession is a lot heavier of that, like a fixation where you're, uh, it's taking up a lot more time than anything else has. And you have a lot bigger, it has a bigger role in your life. And then when you get to addiction, it starts to become to the point where your dependency is that of which if you went without it, it would, it would cause, it's hard to go straight to agony, but agony is the most like direct word I can think of, even though it might not always be agonizing. Right. Although when we are at the addiction level, getting rid of something you're addicted to is going to be not easy in any way. That's why there's levels. It'll be easier to get rid of an obsession mm-hmm. because you take it away, it's going to be uncomfortable. But For when like you take away a little your while. addiction, let's say to caffeine, oh, oh man, you're going to be, it's go, you're going to have headaches because you've developed a dependency on it. You're going to be grumpy. Tired. And the next days you're going to be tired all the time. You're going to have withdrawal symptoms. Right. And withdrawal symptoms with obsession is going to be a lot more minor than with an addiction. Quite minimal. Which is just to go to prove dependency or craving on things, which addiction is. Absolutely. That is that is quite well said. And I don't think there's a ton I have to add there. Okay. Okay. We are, well, I started with that question. You asked me and you followed up my response. So... What are we mentioned mentioned this? What are the effects of addiction on the people around the victim of addiction or the person addicted? So we've talked a little more about addiction. Now let's talk about its impact impact on others. On others, right. Like how would somebody else's drug or screen or porn addiction affect me? Well, you can see a difference in the person's behavior, their demeanor, because it's affected them, it's taken hold of them. At, in your brain, you've become so dependent on this thing that it's starting to change how you do certain things sometimes. But like people notice the effects of addiction. It's very like draining on you to have such a need for something, such a craving. It's like you can see a wild look in this person's eyes or like maybe a deep sadness 
mm. or deep regret or depression. So its effects can be negative in that people see that you're being affected negatively and want to help you, but realize that for the most part, it's up to the person in the end. And you can pull them away as much as you want, but it's very, it's very difficult and it's saddening. So I think that's why, like, let's say you're addicted to porn, for example, and now you are, you're seeing these things you shouldn't be seeing. Let's say you're, let's say, for example, you're married and uh-huh. you have a porn issue. So you're getting this unrealistic, um, form of intercourse that you shouldn't be uh partaking partaking in so however it's affecting you usually it's dopamine it's a rush to your brain that you're seeing these and hearing these things that aren't particularly normal and now you can't um please your wife in bed and now it's it's causing you to feel like you're dragged down you're missing something in your relationship and it's a burden on you and people around you are seeing that you're doing not as good with your wife because your life in bed is not where it should be. Yeah. So you may, and effects of that is that you're experiencing a deep sadness and regret, and you got to get out of that addiction, man. But it's, it's, it's when it affects you to the 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 brain, the brain behind it. But also there are other impacts in that. If someone's peer pressuring you to get into this drug, they're going to be like, oh, he's in it now. He's in the game. Mm-hmm. So an effect on others might be that they're, they maybe are more accepting of you in their group because you mm-hmm. got pressured into yeah. doing this thing and now you're dependent on it. Yeah. Those are, those are like very sad things, but quite, quite true. So one Maybe you want to lighten up that question. Let's talk screens again, guys. Um, well, at least not porn and drugs. Right, right. So maybe more general. Like you said, there's the addiction. It becomes a dependence and a, I would almost say a fixation is like, like you start at minor fixation, obsession, and then addiction goes hand in hand with major fixation where mm-hmm. that's all you're focused on and you're looking to take practical steps to like to feed that fixation and fulfill the obsession or fulfill the longing you're craving craving yes it's like a lot there's that's like word. want longing and craving mm-hmm. another tier yeah tier list oh i thought you said tier list how does that Core list, the list of tears, um, which I suppose makes sense. Um, it's like fixation is want, right? Obsession is longing, and then addiction is craving and almost need because you're dependent at at some point. So, but it's effects on other people. What is your your input on? Yes, the effects are time away. So if we're going to take my favorite dynamic duo example, Matt and John. Let's say Matt is... <laughs> Matt and John. They're my driving instructors. Sometimes it's Tim and Phil. Tim and Phil, Steve. Steve is common. Yeah. Um, Matt and John, though. Let's say Matt takes... Or Matt is 
Matt has an addiction. John is Matt's best friend. So they will every week take time and hang out and do Matt and John things. Well, if Matt becomes addicted to something, that almost is like taking that that's taking out of John's time because when Matt and John go to hang out, where's Matt's mind? Matt's mind it's kind of fun to say. Matt's mind is Ooh. on his addiction. It is on his addiction of screens or pornography or um, drugs or you popcorn. You gotta be pretty in it if you're watching. If you're so addicted to porn that you're hanging out, you're hanging like, out with. Hold other on, people, I gotta go. That's, and you're just. You don't even have your mind. You're obsessed at that point. Like you can't do anything to fulfill that, but you're still. It's so on your mind, right? That it's just. Like, you're not hearing anything the other person is saying. Like, Matt is thinking about the Schmitzcon show 24-7. That's all he can think and about. John just wants time with Matt. Stop right. talking about the Schmitzcon right. show. Right, like... Which I don't condone. I think Matt should talk up a storm, ruin John's life. <laughs> Schmitzcon show, plug the way. that everywhere. Everywhere. Shameless plug. <laughs> Always. We'll plug our podcast on our podcast. Right, you should listen to the Schmitzcon show. Yes, and tell someone to. Tell someone about Your it. Your local pharmacist's assistant's <laughs> All right. uncle. Pharmacist assistant uncle or somebody in your life named John. Right, back on topic. So, back on topic. Matt and John. John is quite sad. John is feeling lost with Matt. John is almost thinking it's not worth it to hang out with Matt when all he's thinking about is the Schmitzcon show. Like, sure, the Schmitzcon show is great, but Matt and John need to do their Matt and John things, which sadly don't include Schmitzcon show. I think that actually is a very it's a very real topic and a very sad thing to think about. That addiction can like separate yeah. like good relationships, friendships. Yeah. Um, I, it's something I've experienced before, uh, where a person, it's like you're trying to help out your friend who's addicted or getting drawn into something, Mm -hmm. you know, he slash she shouldn't be. And now your friend is so like, so gone that he, she doesn't want to spend time with you anymore because the addiction is so on uh, their mind. And it's very, it's very painful because like, you can only do so much to help because ultimately like it is up to the person to change their mind and you can yeah, forcing someone to change usually is not going to lead to any real good results. doesn't work, right. So it's, it's very, I'm just thinking like it's a very sad thing to think about how we can only do so much mm-hmm. for addiction and realize that it's up to the, like in the end, like if someone has a fixation on something, sometimes you can pull them away. If they're obsessed, you can pull them away. It'll be a little painful, but to pull someone away from an addiction is like you may be able to attempt to do it, but when you're addicted, it's like you want you're gonna go crawling back to that thing unless you have a oh, change yeah. of mind. Oh yeah. And that pulling away, that is like a really heavy love that is being poured out upon the person addicted, upon the victim. Because, you know, John I'm going to go back to that example, might just be like, you know what, Matt? I'm done. I'm like, I, the addiction of the Schmitzcon show is not how, uh, that's such a bad example. Uh, it's good, but we'll say that you're 
drug addiction is we can do screens screen screen addiction screen is easier to that's pretty to. easy yeah so screen addiction is just out of control and like i am losing out of the losing in this relationship with you because you are focused on screens so and i've tried to help but like almost a almost a shunning or like like i can't deal like I can't well, imagine. Just don't don't uh, sugarcoat anything when you tell the person. Right. It's almost like, but he's what is Matt? What is John? John is not gonna forgive Matt for this having this addiction, so he's just gonna leave him. I've seen a similar story play out in the lives of other friends or another friend of mine and somebody else he knew. It was. It was not screens, I'll say that much, but it just like just watching that friendship they had crumble so quickly because of the other's addiction was like almost heartbreaking. Like I've I've have some experience with that. It's like where your relationship with like a friend, it's like it crumbles and like you try and help this person, but it's to the point where the person keeps listening to your advice and then saying your advice is good and he she is going to try and take it and then blatantly ignores it yeah and the person doesn't want to be helped and they're not willing to put time and effort into right they're they're so gone in their addiction that they um aren't willing to put time into your friendship anymore it's a very sad thing because you realize this can't work anymore mm-hmm. and this person is gonna have to figure this out and i'll it, it's like it's a hard thing to do to forgive that person. Like yeah. if they eventually do um, come back, but a lot of the time it doesn't. So it's just stuff ends mm-hmm. because people just get hooked on that thing. And it's like, it, it changes your, your functioning. Would you say if you're willing to put a, let's say substance abuse or screens is easy to say, we'll do screens. <laughs> let's say, uh, let's say, um, Asher is prioritizing screens over, let's say, figurative person, Joshua. And figurative. now their podcast that they run is not happening. It's a one-man band. It's I'm a one-man asking band. questions and answering questions. And I'm so on screens that I'm like, I'm just choosing not, well, who? No. Asher's choosing not to hang with Joshua anymore because he wants to see his screens so bad. Right. He wants to experience all this technology. He's developed a not fixation, not obsession, but all of the above addiction right. to where he is dependent on that. And now it's taking away from their uh, um, these two incredibly smart people's podcast. If these two people were incredibly smart, they'd be, still be a podcast. Like, right, you, uh, you know better Asher than to be addicted this, to screens. Asher in this yeah. uh, scenario has become not so smart. Right, that is, or it's while well, he's not prioritizing his smartness. So, can you kind of add to that? So, what was the question that was? Well, we were just talking about yeah. deterioration of right. relationships. Right, it's almost like you choose. Well, it is you're choosing screens over your friend where that is that is like how would because this is obviously me and you in this scenario right how would you 
feel, how would you be affected? Because it goes back to your question of effects. Yeah. If I would, at this point, what I could say is I would be heartbroken. Like, I would do that thing where you, like, you try to pull, pull you out. Like, listen, screens aren't, like, try to talk some sense into you. Look at all this stuff you know to be true and, like, tell it right back to you. And then, like, listen to these incredible episodes of the Schmitzcon show. Like, look at what our potential here is and what we can continue to do and continue to, like, learn through this, become smart and scholarly and through our own speculations and discussions. So your first That's, instinct my is first to go instinct to help. Is to, yes. Like, let me, let me help you. Like, that's not but what but what happens when i say no i'm trying to kill a spider Dawn. okay thank you so <laughs> when you say no i just get sad like i like that's where like well it's like more than sad like if i if i am putting at risk our friendship how do you feel like it's because I'm not doing it anymore. It it would. Uh, it's not good. To it's, go, it's, it's, they don't really want to go there. You don't, but it might actually be healthy to like think about this. It's, I mean, awful. It's tragic. Is the word I like to? Is the word I can like safely put there? It's a spiraling of events that eventually leads to destruction and death and separation and. Um, the opposite of, if you will, a grand old time. So a, a lousy time. Um, but, you know, I would, I would, with, if you had an, this screen addiction and we're prioritizing it over our friendship, at that point, I've tried to talk to you. I've, like, tried to reason with you. The only thing I can do is just, like, I can pray. I can say, Jesus, help me trust you and understand that this is the best, that this is the best life you have for me. And, you know, you and I being these incredible friends, I would, I would have to just keep praying for you and keep hoping and keep, keep trying to talk, talk some sense into you from time to time. Right. And sometimes you might not get an answer. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's just you have to just move on. Like as mm-hmm. much as it hurts, you just have to move on. Yeah, it is. It, it's it's very crushing because you you've developed. It's like a relationship is also like another thing in your brain that you you value. Yeah, it gives you like a rush. Like oh, I'm gonna go see my friend today. We're gonna go hang out. Yeah, great. All I'm day today, I've been to so excited for you to come and have dinner and talk yeah, on the podcast like, and play games. Like, like it's fun. Like I'm a little kid again. <laughs> yeah, but when you miss, when you lose that, it's it's very crushing. Exactly. So my next question: crushing is the effects on other people. Uh, we discussed that. I was just saying, should we use the term lightly or use it with more caution? We've kind of discussed that with tears. Um. <clears throat> Is it harder to break an addiction than break an obsession? Uh, and with that answer, how would you kill both of those? How would you get rid of an addiction or obsession? All right. I think what I want to say is 
it is like right off the bat it sounds like it's so much easier to just kill in a possession but like i almost don't want to say that to be like take the to take the road less traveled so if i say i'm going to go a little hypothetical let's say my hypothetical answer is in fact it is easier to kill an addiction that is because it's just an instant cutoff there's sure it's trying to suck you in but after your recovery period of i don't know how long if you just go cold turkey into this then it will be well you know what this it's is hard this do. is why i do so, this so i think Okay, let's let's do this a scenario about you uh, with your. It's hard to go here because it's not something you really would consider, but faith. You don't want to go without it. You don't want to go without it. Right. Right. You're not going to give that up. But say you're somehow broken from that. Would it be hard? Like that. <laughs> this is this is the feeling you have to go through to break an addiction, is. Like oh, losing that. How hard that losing would be that to, only to get dependence. On yeah. Okay. So so now you're <laughs> feeling how hard it is with you're that enlightenment. Like wow, I'm just I'm kind of like. It's, now imagine someone has that same dependency on a substance, substance abuse, right? So. Versus being obsessed with a screen. It's like okay, addiction's <laughs> on another level. Yeah. So addiction is. Another level, definitely more difficult to cut away. Um, and this is kind of where I was going, why I was trying to play devil's advocate, because I discovered this. Cold turkey is a term that my family uses when it's time to go to school in the morning and you've had eight late nights because it was spring break. It, that's not when we're recording, but that was just the first thing that came to my mind. But with us getting off of Christmas break... It's like, all right, we got to ease into the bedtime. We don't want to go cold turkey. Otherwise, everyone is grumpy and tired and just like... Not laughing. having a grand old no, time. Everyone's, everyone's upset with each other and everybody is not having a grand old time. They're having anti-grand old time and everyone is just miserable and unhappy. So the cold turkey is one approach, but it is it is probably not the safest approach. If you say, all right, starting tomorrow, let's say I'm an avid sleeper and I wake up at <laughs> 8 a.m. That's not really sleeping in. But if I go to bed at midnight and wake up at 8 a.m. all the time, all right, starting tomorrow, I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. That two hours difference, you might be able to spring that for a couple of days. But then pretty soon you're falling asleep. It takes a toll. It in class. You start you're, to fall back. Right, and then pretty soon you're like you're waking up at 8:30 instead of instead of 8 or 6. So that is my thought when it comes that is one like of the things I was thinking when it comes to killing it you can't go cold turkey or you like feel so bad from lack of it that you just you want to go straight back and you want to experience it. But you can't go too soft either. You can't go too soft. You have to be able to be willing to experience that withdrawal. I think 
I like to think of it, let's think of this in terms of exercise. Okay. Like when you oh. run, you don't want to run like you're capable of running four miles. Yeah. So what happens if you run four miles and you didn't push yourself the whole time? Like you don't want to run 20 miles as hard as you can. Otherwise you're just going to die <laughs> on your first day of running. Right. right. It's just, you just can't do it. And if you try, you're just going to, you're going to hurt yourself. Uh huh. But you also can't be a wuss and run 12 minute miles. Exactly. So, so in that case you have to, it's like when you do a workout, you need to work yourself out until like you get uncomfortable. And once you're uncomfortable, do a little bit more. Right. You need to always kind of be at that breaking point of like breaking your comfort and just kind of stepping over that line constantly as that line moves. If you got to move ahead of it. If you're comfortable, you're not doing it right. Right. Unless you're running a marathon, because if you're comfortable, then you are doing it right. Anyway. But with breaking an addiction. (laughs) Breaking an addiction. If I'm trying to quit vaping and I'm vaping 1% less a day and I'm not really too worried about it it's and then like i'm doing one percent less but then i'm doing only another one percent less of that total amount so it's like i'm, so it's I'm barely getting so off. small it's it's small and i'm not feeling like i'm being affected by it yeah you need to be uncomfortable but you still need to be determined it's just very it's you, you have to be determined for sure you got to be disciplined and um be willing to yeah determine push yourself you got to ease off of it you we've talked about everything the comfort when it comes to obsession i think you can totally go to cold turkey into that if an obsession even is more of something in your mind that you're not like being obsessed with the computer updating as that's even more of a fixation i suppose What's an example of an obsession? I'm obsessed with politics. Oh. Um, so if we talk about politics obsession, what are you doing? You're consuming that from the media. You're watching, you're reading, watching all the latest politics stuff. And you're not only thinking about it and thinking about potential outcomes and what would happen if this happened to this person in this place of whatever you're also doing something to pursue that and gain your knowledge and research and, okay, learn more about these politicians and learn more about what they do and why they do is against what you believe. And then if you just take that away, then it, it'll it be uncomfortable, but you'll find something else to occupy your time pretty quickly. Sure. Um, you are acknowledging, though, that an addiction is going to be much harder to break. I agree, so, yes. an addiction, I think it's important that we acknowledge that we speak fairly, like, with a mindset that we haven't been heavily addicted to a lot of things that are difficult to break out of. Right. So, we are just saying this based on experience. Like, I'm in no way saying that, like, all it takes to get off cocaine <laughs> is that you just... Just Don't do go cold turkey. Do less of it until you're off of it. Science. And you should be fine because there's a withdrawal. Right. there, It's it's extreme. It's scientific. There's a reason why people die from overdosing after trying to get off of it. Mm. It's just yeah. the draw is so strong. Right. It's almost that like it's got power over you. It's weaseled its way in to 
like almost make you its slave. So it's a dangerous, a dangerous territory to dabble in is addiction. Um, but let's see if we can turn this thought around. Are there any way, is there any way at all, at all, any possible way that addiction can be healthy? That's one of my questions. Oh. <sighs> I think you can use your dependency on something strong as a tool. Well, like I can say I'm addicted to my faith. Right. And that was an example that came right. to my so mind. So I'm not worried about that. At all. It, it, if anything, let me get more. Right. So there, there's a point where some things you want more of, and it's yielding positive impact on your life. Mm-hmm. Now, if we go to caffeine, caffeine is going to trigger a response in your brain to release certain, uh, what's it called? I forget what the drug is, but you, uh, it's enough to keep you awake, keep you, it's yeah. a stimulant, right? Anti-melatonin. Right, anti-melatonin. <laughs> so... It's a stimulant and you become dependent on it. But let's say it's making you focus better at work. So you have this thing in you that is causing you to have good results with um, not so fun effects if you go without it. Right. So I think the key is if we're going to go something where it does have these negative effects that you are able to withstand the trial if you're to go without that thing. So I like to drink coffee because it helps me focus, but I know I can function without it and I can still do fine. I'm not dependent on it extremely heavily. I just do like to use it. Right. So those are... Ito? You? Uh, I don't do the coffee. Um, <laughs> I think I'm. I have been... Like, kind of racking my brain this whole time. Like, is there anything that I, I mean, obviously faith, but besides that, like, what? Your phone. Is there my phone? I mean. Go without your phone. That would be. No phone at all. No texts. No calls. Absolutely no phone access. No other phone access. Okay. But at that point, is it an addiction or well, 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 okay. So, is that going to yield something positive by taking away my phone? Yeah, I think that will yield something negative because people that I need to communicate with, my mother, she won't know where I am. If if she needs to know where I am, she can't call me. If if I need if she needs me to do something for her, whilst she doesn't know where I am, she can't text me. She has no way to get a hold of me. So I've lost communication with my family when it comes to, or even my friends. If I couldn't call you, how are we going to hang out? Right. How am I going to put Send out a, a letter. podcast? <laughs> uh, yeah. No. That, yeah <laughs> no, I, fun. no, no bueno. <laughs> so I think there is, that's more of a dependence Okay. Oh, but you've established so you've established though that you don't want to go out your phone because there's more negatives than real positives. What about just a phone like you have the uh, what's it called the gab phone? The gab phone. Let's imagine you only have that. Well, at that point, you you don't get to use YouTube or games or anything. Yeah, for those of you who know, a gab phone is 
uh, a landline with a screen and SMS messaging, and that's it. Basically, yeah. So that that is, ooh. So then I think, well, I would have all the communication I need. I can send and receive texts, and I can send and receive calls, and that's that's that would be a little less detrimental. I would be I would have to be inconvenienced to do certain things that I normally would like if I need to schedule an appointment I would have to like carry a notepad around with me or pocket calendar is it worth that result is the point like it is I think so not. if we're think okay so, so maybe phone isn't the best thing we know we can live without it right just uncomfortably and it would be an inconvenience yes when I but the problem is the world is so in tune with having a phone that mm-hmm. it's too much of a hassle to try and live without one. True. So if I go on a um, retreat or a trip with um, either church or independent of church and I don't use my phone for a week, I c- I'm willing to do that. Like there's no reason that I need to communicate with my mother while I'm on this trip with other people and growing closer towards other people and living with other people. Like, I'm with these people. I don't need... I have no concern of, like, needing to schedule a dentist appointment if I'm, you know, on this retreat getaway trip. So that's a situation where... And everyone I'm with also isn't using their phone. It's a situation where it's just, like, pure human connection. So we kind of ventured off into phones there but so the question is like is addiction necessarily like all bad is it all bad i don't think i would call needing a phone an addiction it's more of a you can't live without it but it's not keeping me from hanging out with you it's rather at times pulling me closer because you know but what about a message you but there are features that you don't need. There are features that I don't so, need. So I think... If you took out... It's it's usually addict, addiction is, has a mostly negative connotation. Right, then. right. But when we say faith, we're not worried about... We're not really. <laughs> right. Like you need to... Or you're addicted to out. like... Let's say like... <laughs> you're addicted to uh, obeying the law <laughs> on the road. Like driving perfectly. Mm. Great. People think you're a weirdo. <laughs> However, you're following the law. So whatever, no harm, Rock no foul. Out. Right. Uh, I think there's a difference, though. Like like this question that I had was basically just like, that is addiction always bad? Uh, but then it's follow-up. Is dependency on things necessarily negative if we have the ability to live without them? And oh. that's, that's why I say, like, that's the smartphones are, like, we are very dependent on phones. Yes, I lived without one for a long time. I could right now live without one. It would just be a big pain in the butt. Yep. It's it's like it's so inconvenient that it doesn't make sense to get rid of it. That's why phones aren't necessarily all bad. Mhm. Yeah. But if we think of all bad things like or well, if we think of let's say good things, negative uh, what's something that's going to be bad to live without? Uh, water. 
water, right? So I, I don't think we're addicted to water, though. Right. It's just a necessity. It's a necessity, not a oh, dependency. Okay. okay. Healthy. You need not crave. Right. You need water. You need food. You don't need too much food, and you don't need too much water. But you do need them. Exactly. So my next question for you is, where in daily life is addiction present, like day-to-day? Day-to-day. Are you talking generally for a lot of people? Gener- or yeah, some examples? so not necessarily, like we say, substance abuse. Right. Or watching porn or uh, getting your uh, morning coffee at whatever coffee shop you Whatever like. knockoff chain you use. <laughs> um, I think... Just bad Here habits that are very difficult to break. Screens. Screens. Walk into work. Hey, boss. Not boss. You wouldn't do this in front of your boss, I hope. But like, yeah, my coworker I'm talking to and I'm also on my phone and I'm looking at these social media posts and I'm also texting my friend and my friend at this time. And it's just like I'm on my phone now and I'm trying to kind Unnecessary of screen usage. Unnecessary screen usage. If you're with somebody... Be with that person. Um, self-control. Yes. Other things. Yeah. Self-control is a big a big part of it. Other things like. Remind me one more time what it is we're looking at. Like what was your question? Well, my question is where in daily life is addiction present? Oh, yeah. Um, so unnecessary screen time. That's pretty hard to break. Um I don't want to say coffee because that's almost more practical. Okay, how about wearing ratty clothing when you're at home? Being a slob. Okay, frumpy. Being a frump. <laughs> Is I don't, that I don't not know a word you use? It's like a Walmart. General average Walmart customers tend to wear frumpy clothes. Yeah, like you look like a slob. Yeah. Even if you're by yourself, it's like... Come on, take care of yourself a right. little better. Like, you gotta at least feel kind of good. Like, like feel fresh and feel at least take a shower. Than, yeah, being a slob is something most people have somewhat of an issue with. True. Whether that's not whether that's not picking up after yourself or wearing kind of junky clothes or like going an extra day on the that underwear that really shouldn't go that extra day. <laughs> yeah, that sort of thing. And at that point, it's. Like, you're really, if you clean up by the time you see somebody, you're not affecting other people except for yourself, and it does still have negativity of the slob feeling. Well, it's just in us all the time. That's why we've like, we feel not good about it, but we don't do enough to mitigate that. Mm. Uh, so, being a slob, let's say you don't keep your house very clean, people come over. And you realize, I have to do a lot of work to get this house clean and acceptable. Because you know, deep down, even though you you personally don't have an issue with your slob, inner slob, because you're, you, it's just so in you, right? that's your norm, it, yeah. you have a deep shame mm. because you know what you're doing is not good. Shame. So you have to go and do all this work. And you're like, man, I wish I kept this this place a little bit nicer. That way I wouldn't have to do this every time. Right. Like, if you have to use an air freshener to make your house smell good, you probably are having something. You should probably just clean your house. You need to clean. 
cleanliness. So people are addicted to anti-cleanliness. People are just slobs. Yeah, that's a fair it's, thing to say. It's not that they crave being a slob. It's that it is a lifestyle that is unhealthy and people are not wanting to break very much. Or at least they don't put very much effort towards breaking. Truth. Do you have any more questions? I don't, do you? I have one more, but I don't want you to take too much time on it. Okay. Acknowledged. Okay. Um, is addiction inevitable in us humans? Yes. We're going back into lower IQ mode. That was almost a lower IQ mode answer you just gave there. Well, <laughs> humans are fallen creatures. Yep. Therefore, there's going to be addiction. All right. Good, good, good recap. Um, You have what's the deal today. I do. What is the deal on what's the deal? So, what's the <laughs> deal with Christmas trees after Christmas? Christmas Guys, is over. It's... It's we're we don't way do fireworks two months after July after January. July Pick up your Christmas tree, especially if it's real. It's like dying. It's getting crusty. Why it's, you gotta you, have it out? It's pretty. No, it's not. It's it's, it's kidding. seasonal. And it, it is, is no long. It is not the season. <laughs> it will. It would be not merry. be fun next Christmas if you keep your Christmas tree up year round. Then it takes all the excitement away. What's special about it is that you get it for one twelfth of the year. That's it. You go one twelfth. One twelfth of the year, December. I go one forty eighth. One for two days. <laughs> Gosh, that's brutal. Um, like one and a half days, you get a Christmas tree up for Christmas, and Christmas. then you take it down, and then yeah. Well, you get another half day so you can be lazy and then pick it up when yeah. you're finally get around to doing it yeah it's always in my family just just one month 30 days no don't want to overdo it because otherwise it kills the excitement after thanksgiving but there are people who do it after before new year's that's it people who just keep it up until february what are you doing that is you look like a freak (laughs) you do stop you see these christmas lights around here well when we're recording it's definitely not january 31 but um, they'll be down pretty soon. What is it like? I usually, I, I think, usually take I my stuff down. Christ- January these 6th. are just Christmas lights. That doesn't mean have no lights. I think lights uh, cool. light stripping is generally all year round. True, but, but this lights are just like where it's kind of just icicle warm. Themed. There's and icicle lights there's over there. Blue and there's red and it's just so it's cozy. That's more Christmas. Yeah, but like if this was in May, I'd be like, "This is a weird room to be in." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, May will be. May will be. Wow. Well, it will be May at some point. Yeah, at some point, and guess what? I won't have Christmas lights up during May. What's the deal? We don't know. Well, the deal is that you're a freak and you should stop. <laughs> there you go. So now that's my uh, harsh judging. So my my icebreaker is a little a little complex, but our minds okay. are gonna dumb it down. So what is the best or favorite purchase that you've ever made for the time? So if you're eight years old and the best purchase you ever made was a, 
a sticker pack from the dollar store because all you had was a dollar and it felt so good to get that sticker pack, then so be it. I know. But like, you can't just say it was my car because that's obviously like the biggest. It's very practical. Anyway. Okay. So if we're going like younger me or something? Sure. I like that. Okay. 10 year old me. I went to a flea market, I believe, and I found a Monopoly handheld. It was black and white, oh. and it was it was like a dark, it was black and white screen, but a dark gray kind of plastic casing, and you can play Monopoly on this thing. It's like a it had device. like little sound effects. Yeah, it's like a Monopoly. Wow. It's a Monopoly handheld. That's all it did was play Monopoly. That's so cool. That thing was great. That was a great purchase. Kept me busy, and it wasn't like video games in my parents' mind. Perfect, because it's just Monopoly. Right. <laughs> that is such a cool purchase. So I remember. $3, I remember. Wow. Wow. I like it. I remember, for me, it was, my favorite store in first grade was Cracker Barrel. They had the coolest toys. They had disco tops. They had, you know, the old wind-up toys that break right away. They had... um. Also, a parrot on a swing that would talk. It would record what you say, and it would repeat it back. And I, oh, so badly wanted this. So I, like, working on saving up all this money, it's like $25 for this beast. It took six AA batteries, which, wow. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it was, it was, I mean, it's, I look back, I'm like, kind of kind of a trashy thing. But at the time, oh, that was so cool. I remember like sca- like searching through the couch cushions for coins. I'm like, Dad, if you find any coins when you're cleaning out the storage room, can I have them? And he's like, sure. So any coins, my parents were even like, this. you have a savings account for bigger things. So I'm like, oh, okay. I can use this too. I was like, can I use my gift money? I'm giving it to the store. Nope, no, you can't do that. But... I just remember this was like the biggest, best purchase, and it kept me busy for all of two hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was so, the anticipation for it was incredible. I just, I remember, mm, I liked that purchase. I have a picture of the handheld. This oh. This is what it looked like. Okay. Wow. It was wonderful. It took a single AA battery. Wow. And it like didn't die because there's no light on the screen. Yeah. It's just like black and white. It's Man, I miss it. They're like twenty five bucks on Amazon or, okay. or not on Amazon on eBay. Okay. That would be some heavy nostalgia for if you got one ten years later. Right. All right. I think that about does it for another edition, episode for version. Stu. E4. Stu E4. Stu E4. That's right. That'll do it for the episode. This is actually the first time we're doing season two, episode four, and the last time. So enjoy oh, it. Yeah. Note that. This is the only season two, episode four. This is the last. In existence. This is the last hour and three minute mark of season two, episode four. And it, that, will ha- that we will produce. Get very addicted to it. Enjoy it. But That's not right. too addicted. <laughs> Remember to right. just stay informed. Stay informed. Know what you're doing. With that, if you would like to email us, 
email us schmitzconshow at gmail.com. You can go to the very beginning to find the question of today, uh, are you addicted to the Schmitzcon show? And remember to share this show with your friend named John or your pharmacist's assistant. Right? Uncle. Pharmacist's uh, pharmacist assistant, assistant uncle. uncle. Yes. <laughs> and with that, thank you one. Thank you all for listening to the Schmitzcon show. I'm Joshua. I'm Asher. Stay informed and, and always, always loop, loop back. back. Nice. It went fine. I actually liked it. I, I did too. I was a little hesitant going in, like, kind of like obsession. Didn't we cover this? I, but we had enough. I think it was very good. I think it worked out very good. All right. Should we share next episode with them? No.